not only saying yes to, but almost seeking out short-term discomfort for long-term gains. And where most people that aren't getting where they want to be are doing the flip. Mm. They're going for short-term pleasures at the expense of long-term gains. What confidence is has nothing to do with winning or the leaderboard. What confidence is, is knowing that you giving your best effort is enough. Okay, Ben, how are you? Doing good, Patrick. Good. All right. Today we're going to talk about something very sexy, which is time management. (laughs) Um, Super not sexy, but super, super important. Um, And I know, especially so for somebody... It might be sexy to our listeners. Let's hope so. If so, I I like our listeners even more. Um, Especially important for someone like you who has umpteen number of things sort of pulling at your your attention or, or, or calling for your attention on any given day. So wanted to talk about how you sort of prioritize and how you think about and how you go go about executing on the things that you do decide are worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe the first question is is give us a little bit of context to what your day looks like, what a normal day looks like, um, and then we can kind of dive into how we think about prioritization. Sure. So every day is obviously a little bit different and Mondays look different than Wednesdays, which look different than Fridays. So every day is structured a little bit differently with a little bit of different emphasis, which we can get into maybe. But um, in the generalities of my weekdays are get up at 5.30 a.m., go through a little morning routine and then work out 6.30 to 7.30 with the class at my gym um, from 7.30 to 8.30. It's a little extra work if I feel like it. If not, it's socializing with some members. Gym work. A little extra gym work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. A little extra um, fitness. Yep. So bicep curls. Right. Exactly. You got it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Donkey calf raises and preacher curl biceps. Yeah. Of course. So um, from there, I coach the 830 class. After that, I spend some time um, hanging with the members. Um, And then from 1030 to essentially 1130 is when I try and do... Um, which probably what we'll talk about today is my prioritized list, mm-hmm. uh, my my morning routine mm-hmm. uh, from eleven thirty to twelve. I try to um, do what I call an essentialism walk, mm-hmm. which we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, from essentially noon to about three o'clock, is eaten up by meetings. Yep. Um, you know, I own a few companies. Um, I'm on the board of a few others. I have um, some partnership with some other brands. Um, I do a podcast, right. um, you know, creating content, things like that. And then um, from three thirty on is when I I, I coach my athletes. Um, in the middle, in there, somewhere between meetings um, and potentially right before I coach my athletes, I try and check email. Mm-hmm. Um, after I try and get home, I leave the gym about five thirty. Try to be home by six every day. And then uh, it's a matter of hanging with the kids in the backyard, um, prep for dinner, um, read them books, play with them in the backyard some more, do the nightly routine of brushing teeth and baths with the kids, um, put them in bed. That's usually around 8.30. And then 8.30 to about um, 9.15 is either me getting ready for bed myself trying to wind down maybe that's when i'll check instagram or Mm -hmm. do some decompressing stuff um just talk with the older kids um or hang out with the wife and that's nighttime routine night bedtime 
And how nine thirty ish, nine forty five. So how how very how varied does that tend to get? Obviously, if you're away, that's a whole other ballgame. But like, travel, it goes, it gets scrapped almost completely. So, yeah. yeah. So, but is does that what it looks like? Is that what it looks like? Other than changing some details in there. That's week, pretty consistent. Yeah, Mondays and Tuesdays have a little, a little bit more heavy on the meeting side. Yep. Um, Thursdays and Fridays a lot lighter with a little more um, free time to kind of either slide some things in or um, slide some things in, like record an audio book where I have to travel to do that, yep. or um, spend a little bit extra time programming, yep. or a little bit of just more, um, you know, solitude or whatever it might be, or um, go for a lunch outside the gym. So. Mondays and Tuesdays are more work heavy and then Thursdays and Fridays are less heavy. But in general, that's a really pretty stringent routine that I have. And how important is it to you that that routine is sort of remains pretty constant versus somebody who every day looks a little bit different? Because theoretically, your day, every day, one of your days could could look vastly different, you know, yeah, depending I've, on what, what's pulling at you. So this is just me. It's the way I operate. I am a person of habits and routine and my routines look very, very similar. And it's really important. I thrive under discipline. And I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. I am a person that I would rather be um, disciplined than have, you know, complete autonomy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do so much better when I have those routines and those schedules in place. It's something I know about myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't always know that. Um, so because of that, I try and hold myself to it uh, very, I don't want to say religiously, but as consistent as I possibly can. Yeah. And mostly because, which is probably what we're going to get into, it allows me to make sure I'm putting first things first. Right. And when I'm putting first things first, not only do I feel better about myself, I go home every day like I'm moving the needle, but it's... I'm living a life that is set in the direction that I am setting rather than somebody else is setting. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about first things first, because I think that that's a phrase that you use a lot. And we probably talked about a little bit or you've mentioned it here, but like break that down. What does it mean? What does it mean? Where does it come from? And what does it actually look like? So it's a matter of um, first things can be a a lot of different things, but let's just put some. So it could be the important roles that you have in your life. So you have, everyone has a whole bunch of roles, right? And that is, you are a father, you are a son, you're a friend, you're a coach, you're an athlete, you are a boss, you're an employee, you're an uncle, you're net, whatever, you're a neighbor, all these types of things, right? You're a member of a church. Like there's all these different roles you play. Well, which ones are most important to you, mm-hmm. right? And which ones are the ones that when you say, this is how I ident- identify myself. And when I am gone, these are the people I want to have really impacted. Those are the things you want to be spending your time on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can get tugged every which way, but it's really important to say no to certain things. More important than the things you say yes to is the things you say no to. So one of the things you can do there in terms of first things first is identify what are the first most important roles in my life. Well, for me, that first and foremost is I'm a husband and a father. Mm-hmm. My immediate family is the most important thing to me. Yes, I'm also a brother and I'm a son and I'm a godfather and these other things. But in terms of my family, that is the most important. Then I'm also a business owner and a coach, um, a mentor and a boss. Like Mm -hmm. that's a really important role in my life. And I want to make sure I'm maximizing those things much more so than I want to maximize my role as a neighbor, Mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, I live in a neighborhood and I have neighbors and I have relationships with those people, but if I'm getting tugged in different directions, it very clearly allows me to define what's most important in my life. 
Yeah, there's a neighborhood block party. Yeah, but I also have my kid's soccer game. Like, boom, I know. Yep. My immediate family is more important. Yes, I, I have this project into. I need to check these 35 emails I haven't read yet, but it's 5.30. My immediate family is more important. I'm closing my computer. I'm driving home. Mm-hmm. Once you define, clearly define those roles that are most important to you, it makes decision-making and scheduling and prioritizing a lot simpler and clearer. Yeah. It's really drawing really bright lines or digging really deep trenches in the sand so you know the decision's already made well in advance of the event happening. It basically says, if this arises, which one's most important? Mm-hmm. The other way you can do that, it's another like little deeper dive, is not just by roles, but truly your core values. I know we've talked about that before, yep. but not just the roles in, that you play, not just the hats you wear, but on a deep intrinsic level, like what is really important to you as a human being? How do you define yourself and who are you and what do you want to stand for? If you have those things in place, well, then it can further define the way you're spending your time. Because yeah. you are what you repeatedly do and you, we are the sum of our habits. Well, the sum of your habits are what you're doing every single day. Mm-hmm. If you're letting, and this is kind of that third thing, if you're letting the immediacy of the urgent items in your life take control. And those are things that pop up and are screaming and blaring in your face. They're all the, all the unread emails you have. They're all the voicemails you haven't responded to. They're the stack of bills you haven't paid yet. It's all these like things that are, it's you know a meeting that you're supposed to go to. All these immediate, which are like deadline driven usually, they're in your face, they're present, you can see them. They look like they're so important. They're not. Mm-hmm. The more important things are spending time with your family, developing your coaching staff, building relationships, reading, researching, developing yourself as a human being, creating some level of solitude and separation so you can figure out your own core values or whatever it is, this self-recognition. Those are the things that we want to be, make sure we're spending our time on, but they're the first things to go. <clears throat> it's kind of like everyone knows how important flossing is, yep. but- right. It's the first thing to go. Yeah. Like you, people skip it all the time knowing how important it is. Well, if you put a little more emphasis and plan for that and you just create the habits of it, I really believe you have to create a habit. Otherwise, it just doesn't happen. And that's mm-hmm. I do it through routines. Yep. Um, a big part of that, and you mentioned it, but probably worth diving into, is the idea of saying no. Mm-hmm. And not only to other people, but to some degree to yourself. Yeah, so um, let's play that out a little bit. So let's think about all the things you do, you want to do, or you should do in a day, mm-hmm. right? And that is, it's a lot of things, right? But it's you wake up, you use the bathroom, you brush your teeth, maybe you shower, you eat breakfast, you want to read, you want to journal, but you check Instagram instead, mm-hmm. you thumb through your emails, and then you um, listen to talk show radio, mm-hmm. right? You drive to work, you should listen to a podcast or turn the radio off so you create some moment of solitude or some sort of formal informal meditation. But you listen to the country music station and or you listen to that, you know, Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. You get to the gym, you should go through your warm-up routines and uh, make sure you're properly hydrated or nutrition or whatever it is, but you kind of get stuck by the water cooler, the front desk, talking to your friends. Then you do your workout. Afterwards, you should work on your nutrition 
and cool down routines and or movement, whatever it is, but you kind of get caught up, you know, like uh, posting the picture of yourself to Instagram and then you get caught up in Instagram for another 25 minutes. Mm -hmm. And we can go through that process throughout the whole day. You know, you should in the middle of the day be, um, you know, working on developing your coaching staff, working on developing yourself. You should be doing research and learning. You should be developing yourself, honing on your skills and the crafts of your trade. You should be building your skill set, your toolbox and your repertoires. But you end up kind of like socializing with people, kind of thumbing through Facebook. You kind of get distracted by this thing you saw on YouTube. And the next thing you know, you're on this you know, the rabbit, the YouTube the, rabbit the hole, the YouTube rabbit hole, and you're like, oh my god! You wake up with like drool on the side of <laughs> yeah. you, and you know, you're on the street yep. corners, and you don't know where you are in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. You know, um, and you play this game the whole time throughout the day of these immediate things that pop up and distract you yeah. from what you're really trying to do, which is everything that can move you towards your goals. Mm-hmm. We talk about this a lot on this podcast, and it, when we chat. You need to be taking massive action towards those things which move you towards your goals, your vision, or your values. It's really easy to get distracted by all those bright, shiny objects, Mm -hmm. which look so inviting because they're this dopamine response that you get from this little kind of like, oh, it feels good to look through my Instagram. How many likes did I have? How many followers do I have now? Where's my email? You go get all those things that I listed. Besides, there's only a few of them, like the reading, the warm-up routines, the working out, preparing your nutrition, the meditation, the journaling, all those things are going to, if you don't set them aside and put them in your calendar and build the routine, I know what's going to happen because even if they are in your calendar, they tend to get pushed out. Yeah. They're going to, if you have a book and you have Facebook, both open next to you, you're Facebook's no dummy. There's a reason that they're owning the world because they figured out how to get your attention to Facebook. They've done a very good job of it. You have to fight every instinctive human urge to reward the immediate Mm -hmm. for this long-term, deep, ungratifying, in-the-moment dive into that book. Hard to do. Yeah. But that's that's where the discipline lies. And if you can do that day after day after day, now you are building something. Now you're creating something. Now you're going somewhere. Yeah. Imagine after just a very short time, 30 days. Imagine 30 days every day you read a chapter of that book you know is going to move you forward in your field mm-hmm. versus spending 35 minutes on Facebook. Yep. At the end of those 30 days, which is going to move you towards your goals? Yep. Now, compound that over 10 years and not just a chapter in 30 minutes, but two hours a day versus two hours a day. Are you choosing Game of Thrones or are you watching Hero Dreams of Sushi and documentaries? Are you watching Dr. Dre? You know, um, the- the, uh, What is that documentary? Did you watch it? I want to say The Departed. I know it starts with the D. The Defiant Ones. The Defiant Ones, thank you. Are you watching about how these amazing- Worth watching, by the way. Yeah, are you are you are you learning about how these other super high performers are rising to their craft? Are you studying and learning about Steve Jobs and um, Tom Brady and Richard Branson and all these other amazing people, yep. or are you watching the Kardashians? Yep. Right. There's. It's choosing to better yourself versus entertaining yourself. And if you can do that on a minute by minute basis, if you do that forward thinking by actually putting it into your calendar, 
which is maybe we should just somebody we should talk about just calendars in general. Sure. I think they're incredibly powerful. I don't know how people get through life without it. <laughs> now, whether that's a BlackBerry, a Google, yeah. a handwritten thing of a schedule, but yeah. something that tells you in advance the way you're going to be spending your time. Yeah. So when a, the, I found that to be a huge benefit. When the temptation comes up, you're like, no, I'm supposed yeah. to be doing this. Well, it's not only that, but it's setting that calendar before the world demands anything of you. So you're saying, now you this can is say what no. my day looks like. Yes. And unless something like completely unexpected shows up, this is what I want my day to look like. Here's what I used to do. And I think it's where probably majority of people are, is I'm going to schedule the things and say yes to the things that come up. Yes, I can come to that meeting. Yes, I can do that speaking engagement. Yes, I can um, talk with you at this point. Yes, I can do that. And yep, 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 and yep. And then what I said to myself is, if I have free time, I'll read. Mm -hmm. If I have free time, I'll write a thank you note. If I have free time, I'll learn and get better at my craft. It has to be the other way around. It has to be, this is when I'm pounding on my craft. This is when I'm doing gratitude, writing thank you notes. Mm -hmm. This is when I'm spending time with my family. And if I have time left over, yes, I can take that meeting. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can check my email. Yes, I can check social media and post something to Instagram. But it's not the other way around. Right. A lot of it and the way that I always try to think about it is the value of long-term thinking versus short-term thinking. Mm -hmm. And so much of, you know, all the things that, you know, you just said and the things we talk about, so much of it comes down to are you willing to say no to the short-term pleasure for the idea of some long-term gain? And I feel like that making it that black and white to me makes it easier to make the right decisions. Yeah, we've talked about that before and I think we've even written about it as yeah. well is that um, not only saying yes to, but almost seeking out short-term discomfort yeah. for long-term gains. Yep. And where most people that aren't getting where they want to be are doing the flip. Mm. They're going for short-term pleasures at the expense of long-term gains. Yep. Why do you think, is that just a... It's it's human nature. Yeah. We have been brought up ingrained. It's in your DNA. It's not your fault. You've been ingrained into this. Don't cause discomfort. Don't cause pain. There's a mm. reason that it's there. Yep. Pain in the short term is, but this is when we were hunter-gatherers. It's when we were, you know, don't, if you step on a nail, you know, or maybe there wasn't nails back then. If you, if you stub your toe, you know, don't walk on that foot. Like, stop, stop. You know, if it's discomfort, if it's pain, stop. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great when you're trying to survive in the woods. It's not great when you're trying to get ahead in your career. Yep. You need to experience short-term discomfort. Mm-hmm. You need to go away from that cushy, cushy, you know, that thing that's immediately rewarding. Yeah. Um, I meant before we were recording, I mentioned that I'm reading a book called Principles by Ray Dalio. And one of the things that he talks about is sort of reframing the meaning of discomfort or the meaning mm. of short-term discomfort and the way he does it. And I think he's probably not alone to do it is reframing dis- discomfort to mean that I'm learning something. Love that. Right. And so if you can start to get that to be the story in your head of what discomfort means, it's not, Oh, this is scary. And I need to stop, but this is, Ooh, I'm getting close to something. And this, this is in the gym. This is certainly outside yeah. of the gym. Um, and I think that that's something that is really interesting. I love that. That's uh, and that's probably why I enjoy discipline so much because yeah. I've told myself that story. Yeah, I know when I'm giving up, you know, 
I haven't been on Facebook in three years. Right. You know, it's like, I know when I'm, and when I, if I was to go on Facebook, I know the feeling I would have. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite that I'd feel like, oh my God, I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I am not moving forward at all. When I instead choose to do something else, I enjoy the feeling of this is not rewarding in the moments because I know it's going to be in the long term. Yeah. That's, I love that. Yeah. Principles. Um, yep. Really good book. Um, you mentioned essentialism walk. Uh, yeah. Kind of, we, I know we, because I have a good sense of what that is, but in case some other people don't, what does that mean? So I've, um, I've read two books recently. One is Essentialism, mm-hmm. which you recommended to me. The other one was um, Lead Yourself First, which is about how leaders um, really lead through um, momentary or long-term solitude, mm-hmm. times by themselves. It's basically the step away to allow your mind to do what it's supposed to do. And I think it's really important. If you are an infantryman, if you are on the assembly line, not that vital, mm-hmm. right? Because you are just like, you know, turn the knob, press the button, Take march the this forward. way. Yeah, exactly. But if you are a leader responsible for creating a vision, a direction, and making decisions, I think it's incredibly valuable to create this level of separation from first and foremost in today's society, like the constant noise and stimulus. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get away from and we've talked about this before, you know, but it's really hard to get away from, you know, allow your mind to do what it wants to do if you're constantly in front of a screen yep. with other people, um, noise, distraction, work, et cetera. Yeah. So what I've tried to do, and it's, I'm not, I'm not, I, I would say, I'm definitely not great. I'm not even good at it. I'm okay at being able to do this. I want to, in my I track it and I try to do it three to four times a week and I'm more like one or two times a week. I go for a walk. And as you know, I did it just before this podcast. I went for a walk. (laughs) Um, And it can be 10 minutes, it can be five minutes, or it could be, you know, 25 or 30 minutes. And it allows me um, that moment of clarity that I need to try to um, make some decisions. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that if it's not scheduled in my calendar, there's no way it would happen. Right. It is scheduled in my calendar four days a week and I still it's only still get it once or twice. Yeah. So, um, you know, what's so funny is I know how powerful it is. I know how it moves the needle for me. Every single time I've come from back from one of those walks, I've been able to move the needle forward with the business or my personal life from a decision I've made. Mm-hmm. Yet it's still one of those things like, no, I'm too busy. I need yeah. to do this. Yep. And it's, you know, I'm talking myself in real time into doing these things <laughs> more frequently. More yeah. 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 Along the lines of short term and long term is reactive and proactive. Something that obviously Stephen Covey and mm-hmm. Seven Habits, I mean, it's the first habit is successful people are proactive, less successful people are reactive. And I think that your walk is is an ability for you to say, okay, what am I reacting to? And what do I, what am I sort of pushing up against? But where, but really where do I want to push myself towards? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all the things we've already discussed. Yeah. It's an opportunity for me to either make a specific decision or to further define my values, what's truly important to me, what are the right routines I'd be establishing in my life, what are the things that are going to move me towards my goals, and recognizing that everything else is a distraction. And my uh, my goal as a human being is to eliminate distractions and move with massive action with those 
with those actions that move me towards my goals. And if I can redefine or further draw the lines in the sand of what those things are for me during those walks, beautiful. So I've tried other things too, by the way. It's like, Mm -hmm. I've tried running Mm -hmm. and I didn't work with running because I was too focused on the fitness and the breathing and (laughs) the other stuff. Um, I'm okay doing it with driving, but Mm -hmm. I find with driving, it only works if you're on a highway with no music. If you're not on a highway, there's too much stop and go and other things going on, like taking that turn and um, you can't get into that meditative, mindless state. On a highway, it's beautiful. It's really, especially if there's no traffic. Something about like, it's just like with those lines going by and it's it's yeah. it really cool. Um, other times are like in the shower where there's just, because there's that white noise. Mm-hmm. It's, um, there's, z- <laughs> I think for most people, there's zero distractions <laughs> and total privacy. <laughs> But, um, I don't want to know what, yeah. what the other people are doing. But, uh, you know, there's a few times that people have been able to, some people can do it when they work out, other people can do it. Um, but those moments where you're able to kind of create that separation from, you know, church and state, from yep. you, from your It's from really your from date. conscious to subconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And you're able to kind of just like sit and let the subconscious mind yeah. kind of eke into the conscious. Yep. That's a really cool thing. And for me, the walks have been the most powerful. The next one is long drives. Yeah, I agree with both of those and i think that that sort of getting quiet enough that you can actually listen to your subconscious which is sort of always bubbling things up but if we're always distracting ourselves with you know shiny things and squirrels then we don't listen to it right yeah um what would you what is like a what do you see as like a tangible walking away from this conversation want to get more want to get a better handle on this what's a what's something that somebody can do to sort of like Start start moving in yeah. the right direction. I'm a big fan of if you win the morning, you win the day. Yeah, totally. So agree. if you set up a morning routine, so what most people do in the I don't want to say, I just keep on saying most people what yeah. what perhaps I used to do was be completely reactive and just a slave to the next thing that popped up in front of me. I would wake up and I would you know get ready. I would go to the gym and I would take a class and I would come in. Then after I took my class, I would go to my office and check my email. And then I would coach a class. I would go back in my office and I would, you know, pay the bills and check my email. And I was just, I haven't done anything to move forward yet. I I've since created more of a morning routine, which is I wake up in the morning, um, you know, after doing bathroom and regular things. And I, I read every morning, Mm -hmm. um, before I leave the house, I, work out. And then before, after I work out, um, I spend time with some people to build some relationships. I coach and then I go into my morning routine, yep. which has your, your, so your work day morning, routine. my work day morning, yeah. which is, um, first and foremost is what it's not. It is not email. Mm-hmm. So I do not check email before noon. And a lot of days I don't check it before three or four o'clock. Yep. Once you are, once you've opened up your email inbox, you're completely reactive. Yeah. I don't check social media. Um, until later on in the afternoon. So it's not those things. Um, what it is, is it starts off with me reviewing my core values. That's the first thing I do. From there, I go through a daily checklist to make sure that I am, yesterday, I established all the things I wanted to do that are related to my roles and my core values. Then from there, I make sure that I'm doing the things that are most important. I have a prioritized to-do list of things that are important and not urgent mm-hmm. and make sure that I did those things. Um, and then after that, I read and I'll read um, two different things. I'll read the CrossFit Journal, just to say as in my, cra- my I want to say yeah. as up to date as everybody else is. And, and then I'll read something else outside of that, whether mm-hmm. it's a thing on leadership or 
stoicism or business management or nutrition or something else. Yep. Um, and then I wrote a thank you card. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a thank you card because I found, for me, it's the most tangible way to make sure I'm being grateful. Mm -hmm. And during the day, if I know I'm going to write a thank you card tomorrow, today I have to look for the things to be thankful for. Yep. Um, I've tried a whole bunch of different ways to be thankful. And this is the only one that's kind of like been the most tangible. Yep. Um, so I feel like if I've done those things, I have in the morning, I have read three different times. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw this quote um, that Tim Ferriss posted. It was Tim Ferriss quoting somebody else. Mm -hmm. So now it's, I'm the third, <laughs> third degree of separation. <laughs> yeah, quote, uh, yeah, quote, But please. basically the quote was, I'll probably butcher it, but the difference between um, the people that you look up to and aspire to become and everyone else is that the former read. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. It's yeah. like, I just think the importance of reading is so valuable, yeah. right? So I, I've read three different times, three different things. I've read the, the my morning thing and then the journal and then a third thing. I've done my workout. I've hung out with people. I've coached a class. So I'm developing my skill sets and all that, pounding on my craft, um, taking care of my body, my mind, my spirit. Um, I've... Um, written a thank you note. So I've done the gratitude. And the next thing I do, hopefully before noon, is that essentialism walk. Yep. Now, by before noon, I've done everything I need to do to win the day. I've done everything that's important in my life to move me forward. Yep. Now, the afternoon is for meetings and stuff like that. And hopefully those are important meetings, mm -hmm. not reactionary meetings that I have to be a part of that are not vital to <clears> moving <throat> me or my business forward. And then I coach and I go home and spend time with my family. Yep. So when the if there's one actual thing, create the morning routine. Yeah. What is it that you do every single day to make sure you're winning the day? Yeah, I think that especially because you you know obviously your life looks a lot different than many people's lives. Like you have a lot more autonomy over your schedule. Yep, you can literally go till noon and not check your email. Not a lot of people can say that they can get away with that. I think um, I think more people could than they think. I they, I agree with that, but most people don't believe that they can go till. Yeah, but, my, but my I didn't either. Being, I would, I would, literally, I used to wake up, yeah, and the no, first thing true. I do, yeah. first, truth be told, the first thing I used to do was check Instagram yep. in bed. Yep. Then I would go take a shower, and as I would come down, my morning routine then was not read. I would check my email, fire off a bunch of email, and here's the thing: when you do urgent things like email, what happens? You create more urgent things. Right. Next time I check my email, <laughs> there's more of them. Yeah. Right. So you're kind of like creating this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, well, I don't have the, I can't do that. My job requires me to yeah. check my, possibly. I'm not gonna say it doesn't, yeah. but I would dig in hard on that. Yeah. Email is 100% reactive. I actually had this conversation with Heather the other night. I was like, if I could get, if I could just get rid of email altogether, man, that would be, I know I'd really be able to move my life forward. Mm -hmm. it, it's, we didn't have it. 30 years ago. It just didn't exist. Yeah. Like it's not essential. People okay. think it's like this thing that controls it, it, it their life. It created its own need. It's, it's the same thing with social media. It's, it's it not vital. Need, yeah. And once you get removed from it, like I haven't been on Facebook in three, four years. I don't, I don't even think about, I don't think I'm missing out on anything, but I'm still on Instagram. And the thought of removing myself from Instagram, the thought is like, I'm going to be so, re I won't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. Just same thing with email. Yeah. There are some vital correspondence that have to happen, but they are at best a tenth. Yeah. Emails turned into this thing which documents conversation, which is what it was supposed to be intended for, into conversations. Mm -hmm. What a drastic waste of time. Yeah. Text messages are the same thing. Yep. If it doesn't move you towards your goals, it's a distraction. Eliminate it. Mm -hmm. Period. 
Love that. All right. Let's end it there. Thanks. Thank you.